0: Welcome to the Success IQ Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who wanna create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 63. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you are in the world, I truly hope you are having a fantastic week. So as usual, I am bringing you another awesome guest to the show, J.B. Gossinger. Now, J.B. is widely loved as The Morning Coach with a daily podcast that has been downloaded over 22 million times, a sought-after motivational speaker and coach with an international following. He holds advanced degrees in business and metaphysics, but credits his education from black eyes to near bankruptcy with providing the life-changing lessons that inspired the keys to personal transformation. That he shares with audiences, coaching clients, and readers worldwide. JB, welcome to the show.
1: Jeff, hey, I'm gra- glad to be here, brother. Excited to be here.
0: Fantastic. So, JB, can you give us a, a bit of a background story of what's brought you to this point to today?
1: Yeah, no problem, no problem. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I'm pretty typical. I went to school to, you know, after high school to get a degree here in the United States and. Um, kind of tripped up a few times. I was a little mature, uh, partied a little bit too hard, discovered alcohol and I went through a few colleges, but eventually got out. I think they gave me a degree, just to get me out of there. They were tired of seeing me. And, uh, I, I made a trip out to Tucson, Arizona with my dog. For some reason I drove across country and I just, I didn't like the cold anymore of Indiana and started kind of my life. And I, I started working at health clubs, trying to, you know, find that upper mobility, went back to school, did an MBA. Uh, As I was doing this, um, when I was running the health clubs and getting my MBA, I I saw an ad in the paper for a job, of all things, uh, selling helicopter engine repairs. And I thought that'd be cool, even though I didn't know anything about it. So I sent a letter to the VP and the president, and they read the letter and invited me in to talk. And they kind of made fun of me because the letter was filled with grammatical areas. And they (laughs) said, you were just like a horrible writer, but they liked me. Uh, so they they hired me, and that started my aviation career. so over about fifteen years, I worked for a bunch of different companies, eventually landed in miami, uh, running a company, uh, running a division of a company, an aerospace company, but finding myself just miserable, just hating my life, um, coming from a blue collar family, both my parents you know made twenty thousand dollars a year, so I was making five times as much as they did in a year in, in one year, but I was miserable i just i couldn't find any happiness or, or joy and so I decided to break away. You know, I had to figure it out and figure out, you know, why this was, even though I was angry at myself, I was angry at myself because I was like, how can you even feel this way? You're making money. You have all these things, but you're not happy. And uh, I did a values assessment. and I realized I wanted to be free. So I got this harebrained idea that the guys that got me there, Zig Ziglar, Tony uh, Robbins, Les Brown, all the guys I loved, you know, all the masters. So I'm going to write a book, build a website and, uh, become a motivational speaker. So I did what any sane person would do. I quit my job and, uh, I spent my last $40,000 on a book, I bought 2,500 of them, or maybe I think it was like 3000 books and, uh, went out and started to try to sell them. You know, Wayne Dyer, who was a mentor of mine, and I've been very fortunate to share the stage before he passed away with, um, and signed with Hay House to do books with them, but this book wasn't one of them. Uh, I went out and, and uh, nobody bought it. It was terrible. It was a disaster. I used to come home and see that book. It was called Get Out of Neutral. It's still out there, but um, and I would just cry. I mean, it was just such a disaster. We lost our house. Um, it was just what you know. I don't want to get into hero's journey, but it was just a nasty, nasty uh, couple years that I don't think anybody would want to go through. Um, and, in going through that, I had to figure something out. And one night I got drunk. I mean, I was just down and out. I mean, I was about at the bottom of the bottom and a friend of mine came over and we got drunk together. And, uh, and in this drunken bliss, he said, why don't you do a morning show? And I'm like, a more, what would that be? And I'm like, I don't know. And this was back in the days of my space. So we started, uh, I, I didn't have any money. So I pirated software, uh, from a torrent called dreamweaver. And but went to Barnes and Nobles back when they had bookstores and I got a book and I opened it up and then from hungover, from Friday till Sunday, hungover, I built up my first website and the URL morningcoach.com was available. So I started doing a free conference call every morning at 6.30 and 10.30 and uh, people started listening and I started selling a few books. I was still broke, but it started to work and I didn't know what I was going to do. I mean, more people started getting on the lines. I could only have a hundred people on the lines. And, and, and so I was getting these emails that the thing was bra you know, wasn't working. So I couldn't figure out. So I started doing research. How can I put a message out? And this thing called podcasting was getting started about 2005, right into end of 2005. And I said, "Why? well, let me try this. I'll put it up on this thing. I don't even know what it is. So I started recording. And when I used to record, I'd do it ghetto and I would do this and people could hear in the back of the microphone, they could hear everything because I didn't know, I didn't know what I was doing. And, um, I used to get emails and this is a true story. This is how I started. In the background, you could hear a tink, a stream, and a flush. And I was doing my, good morning, good morning, good morning. I couldn't I couldn't hear it, but everybody else could. And so I used to get these emails and say, JB, would you please edit? Somebody's going to the bathroom in the back of your podcast. So that was the start. And it was really nothing happening for the first two or three months, the first 100 episodes, nothing. But then iTunes featured me, and I went top 25 on iTunes. And overall, and uh, the podcast really took off. That was in 2006. So, this was really before anybody was really even podcasting. Uh, and I had one of the top podcasts from 2006 to 2009. So, that was kind of the start of uh, the business. What led me to now, what, I mean, how many years is that? 12 years ago, which yeah. is pretty great
0: that is that is amazing i love that I love the fact that you could hear someone go to the toilet i mean that is they are they are memories that will stay with you forever
1: <laughs> they yeah, go working in the background I mean we, it was just a comedy errors. I didn't know what I was doing, but people were listening and That was what was crazy and uh we went from four hundred or four hundred listeners about an episode of forty thousand in that time period we're downloading so it was crazy uh in 2000, from two thousand nine to two thousand seventeen, which is just this year. Uh, uh, the of, The beginning of two, at the end beginning of 2017, I went back to putting the podcast up again. From 2009 to 2016, I needed to make money, and uh, we put 12,000 people on a website back in 2007 2009. And in 2009, I came home and I said, "Guys, I need help. I can't do this anymore." And 1,200 people came with me at 20 bucks a month, and I went behind the gate. And so my podcast was actually a paid podcast from 2000. Uh, let's see what that was 2009 to 2016 and it generated over three and a half million dollars just the podcast alone which is really cool and then in 2017 because of the technological changes we made our own apps and everything and we spent about 150 thousand on technology we couldn't keep up and so we were losing people because of all the iOSs that are coming out and the new androids and mark i don't even know them and i mean we had to keep people it was insane so i just said hey we're gonna go a different direction. I wanna get the message out. That's the most important thing. And we're gonna go with a company that can provide the app so I don't have to do it anymore. And we simplified everything at the start of this year.
0: And what do you think's been what do you think's been the core to that success that you've got? Because obviously you've got extreme focus on knowing what you kind of like want to go for at some point. But what do you think's been that core driver for you? Yeah,
1: doing? I love people. I mean, I I actually love people. And the thing that I think is different for me is when one person would listen to the podcast, I'd run and give a high five to my wife, Pilar, and say, one person's listening. Where when I go out and speak, I just closed the affiliate summit this year, you know, and there's 5,000 people there and they came up, you know, and everybody's talking to me. They're like, well, I only have two downloads or I only have 10. And I'm just like, that is a totally wrong attitude. You have to celebrate every person. Yeah. They're they're real people, and I think sometimes we forget this with Facebook and Snapchat yeah. and Instagram. Yeah. We're, we're doing all this marketing, but these yeah. are real people be on the other side yeah. of the computer. And so, yeah. my success comes from authenticity. I'm not afraid yeah. to tell you when I fail, and I fail yeah. all the time, yeah. right? And I care.
0: Yeah, I like that. Okay, so you've you've got this new book, the 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 Sacred Six.
1: Yeah, we have Sacred Six. Yes. Which Boy, was actually, I was paid to write that book. So it was a little bit <laughs> paid to, to buy them. Uh, actually, you kind of offset my loss there because I got a nice advance. So yeah, uh, um, and what is, the,
0: what is the book about for those who, who...
1: It's a cool personal development book grounded in an old story that Napoleon Hill told um, that, that actually Earl Nightingale on a record, Lead the Field, which was an actually album, one of the first ever personal development albums ever, told a story that Napoleon Hill told about with a guy named Ivy Lee. And I heard this on a tape about 20 years ago. And I was listening to this story. And I'm like, man, Napoleon Hill, I've read all his stuff. And so I've never heard this story. And Earl Nightingale said there's something to it. And so Ivy Lee went to Charles Schwab, not the guy that we know in finance. There was another Charles Schwab that ran the steel industries back in the day in the United States in the 1910s, 19 and so um, Ivy Lee came in to Charles Schwab and said, "Hey, you know, I've got something that can help you." And Charles Schwab's like, "Look, I don't need any more knowing. I need more doing." And he goes, "Well, listen to this. What I want you to do is, I want you to write the six most important things that you need to do. Start with number one, and don't move to number two until number one is done. And then when number one's done, you can move them to number two. Anything you don't get done this day, you move to the next day, and they're at the top of your list." And Charles Schwab started this approach to, to management. And he literally about three months later called I. B. Lee in and gave him $25,000, which is the equivalent to about a quarter of a million dollars now for about 20 minutes of work. And Charles Schwab says that this is one of the reasons that the steel companies got so big in the United States was because of this process. So I took this process over 20 years and I've isolated it to add mission, values, goals, just even more than the daily so that people can get really clear and so the Sacred Six is an entire process that I've built that's grounded in this unique history from this, you know, album from Earl Nightingale back in the forties and fifties. So it's got a neat history. And then I've I've really spun it into a complete program that I okay. that I put together.
0: So it allows people, so it kind of like you walk people from the start to the to the f- to well, to a finish at some point during, during yeah, that process.
1: Yeah. So, all the great masters, and I love them, you know, I love Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar and Les Brown, and there's so many, all the way to Napoleon Hill, Earl Nightingale. Let's just keep going, right? Wayne Dyer, they're awesome. And the only issue I have with the majority of them is, is what happened to me was I listened to their advice, I set goals, I put plans together, and I reached success, but I never analyzed what success was to me. And so along the path, I got there and ended up being miserable. So what the Sacred Six is all about is helping you get clear about what approach you're going to take, whether you're going to use neuro-linguistic programming or neuro-associative conditioning with Tony or, you know, any of the other programs that are out there, you know, getting things done. We first got to get clear before we do any of that. And I found that missing in the market. I found that missing. And I see so many people struggling. And part of the problem in personal development, people never feel like they ever do enough. If you're a personal development junkie, it almost can get negative. And I wanted to provide a, a pathway to that piece. And that's what the Sacred Six is. Okay, now I know where I'm going. Now I just got to put some tools together and start you know, prior prioritizing and, and making it happen. So that's what the Sacred Six is.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because that's one of the, one of the things that I see all the time. And when I, when I came out of my illness and started to go on my own, I guess, journey of discovery, um, the one thing that I identified was is that I didn't really identify what my version was, because you are. It's often I talk about this with with a lot when I when I speak. Is I talk about the commercialization of success, and everyone's going for the the private jets, the five sports cars on the in the nineteen bedroom house. Yep. And actually, when they stop back and step back, it's not necessarily their personality that actually fits that. And it, it is it is such a it's a dilemma for a lot of people because as you say they 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 get caught up in this momentum of moving them forward into that well I want this this and then they go actually I'm miserable because I'm not actually really tapping into what I really want.
1: Yeah, and I've lived it. I've lived it in both ways. And it really interesting. At the start of this year, I had I created the four hour work week for from about 2014 about three years. I played golf every day. You know, I had a residual income coming in. I'm happy. I'm not financially motivated. We have a place in Columbia. You know, I've done, done decent, you know, and, but not crazy, not in private jet anything. but didn't, enough that I could play golf every day. I could do my recording and go play golf. Well, what I found was I was miserable. Again, I got to that point where I just didn't feel like things were going where they wanted to go. So I had a 28-year-old coach, um, and we sat down, and I wanted to say so he's out in the bay. He actually works with Tim Ferriss' all his ads, and I wanted to hear his opinion. And we talked a little bit, and he's like, well, what do you love to do? And I'm like, I love to help people. And he goes, why aren't you coaching? And I said, well, because it's in the way of my four-hour work week. I can't take on clients. It's crazy. Why would I want to take on clients? I can't golf, you know? And, it, he, and I don't know if I can swear, but he said the, uh, he said the four-hour work week for you is bullshit. And I said, wow, you know, and I and I took a 28 year old kid to kind of get me to realize that. And and I'm a coach and a teacher and you know, I, can be, I help people every day, but I couldn't see it, you know, so that was the start of this year. So I had another transformation and it's just been a joy. I got back into coaching. I'm back in my business. We were making changes for impact instead of, you know, just keeping the residual component going and we're focusing on on reach. And it's been a real challenge for me because uh, you know, the business has changed and I can stay behind my little fence and I can, you know, make a nice life. But when you start trying to make impact, it's a whole different world out
0: there. Yeah. 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 As, another question I have for you is where did the concept of the morning coach come from? What, what made you look at that
1: specific? It, it's so funny. Cause I was a nighttime person, you know, <laughs> and I was searching for URLs and there's a true story. <laughs> and I put coach and everything was taken and morning coach popped up. And I'm like, <laughs> morning coach even though i hated mornings i'm an old headbanger i like to listen to music i used to like to party back when i started this living in miami you know the party starts at midnight and so you know it was a god wink you know i think you know uh, i think i needed to make some changes in my own life because it was going the wrong way and i had to become that morning person and it's crazy but it really came from a url search that i became the morning coach
0: that is lush all right okay so i guess another uh, uh, another um Question I, I would love to find out is, is you know, when you when you've sort of started on this journey and you're, you're gaining that momentum and you're looking for those goals and those things that you're wanting to do, where for you do you think fundamentally you start? So you define what success is to you. And then for you, what would the next step be?
1: Yeah. So I think it's really important you understand your values. So there's a couple components to it. You know, what is important to you in this moment? You know, so it's just not your goals. I think the first two steps are understanding your mission is what I call an overall drive. You went through some health issues. I have a lot of cancer survivors in morningcoach.com, a lot. You know, I have a lot of people that come and listen because they need the energy, right? So when you get, and, and Joanne Jefferson, I love her to death, wonderful survivor from New York. When she called me and I cried on Skype because she said, you're with me every day. It was like, oh God. Um, you know, when she got the diagnosis and that's what she said, I never heard her say that. She said, JB, I got the call. I got the diagnosis. Her entire mission changed. Her entire life changed. It was time to beat that that disease, you know? And so for us, it's about the mission. It's about understanding what the overall thing we're going after. And sometimes that's success. Sometimes it's getting healthy. Sometimes it's just talking to your daughter again, right? So establishing that and then looking at what's important your values not everybody's values are the same for me freedom was my most important value but i was working in corporate 60 hours a week traveling all over the world people were saying wow you're so happy and i'm pulling my hair out going i can't do this anymore I, i can't wear a tie you know so understanding those two core areas are critical before you start setting goals and that's I think the breakdown. I think we all start setting goals before we really understand what our value, our mission is and our values. And when I was when I was going with my editors and the book was edited by a hundred times by Hay House, they're like, Well, which one's first and which one's second? I'm like, um, hmm, that's tough. Because yeah. for some people <laughs> the mission's first yep. and the values are second. Some people Yeah. yeah. Do- yeah so yeah, yeah. that was a big fight with my editors because we did have to put something in order. Um But I think everybody's different, and I think you've got to go through those two exercises. You've got to understand what your next experience you need to have, and you need to get your values in order. And it needs to be flexible enough when you get hit on the head by life and something changes that you're able to make a change and and, and understand that happens so you don't get depressed or down.
0: No, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Okay, so what we're going to do now is we're going to go to the second part of the show where I get an opportunity to put you on the hot seat. And ask you the set of questions I ask every guest who appears on the show. So, are you ready? I'm ready,
1: Jeff. I'm okay. Ready for you.
0: So, the first question is, is how much time do you spend a week on personal development?
1: <laughs> you know, the greatest gift that I've been given is having to do 3,000 episodes a morning coach. You know, December know that's 25th crazy. Is the 3,000th episode. So I could pre-record those, right? And put them all in the can as many podcasters do, but I don't, I do them the day before cause I have people all over the world. So I'm one day behind, but it's current. You know what I mean? And the reason I do that is because I do it for myself. And so I get up and I do my recording, I do my research and I do my recording every day and then I listen to it. And, um, so I'm doing a lot of, pers- it's my life, you know, and my greatest blessing has been this, um, this show that said, Hey, I'm going to do this every day. And I don't think I'll ever do. I'll, I'll, I, I can't quit now. You know, I always say I'll die with the microphone in my hand because I believe in it so much. And it's yes. it's made who I am, you yeah. know?
0: Yeah. Funny. I, I find that it's one of the, it, this is my third attempt from a show. Um, but there's something about it is, is I just, I just, I, I really do look forward to speak to people because you meet so much so diverse yet many of them have this mission to make an impact in some way that's going to be positively beneficial. And I just love the fact that there's people out there. And and I wouldn't, you know, it's a unique way of being able to have them in some way, shape, or form enter your life. Because, you know, where else are you going to get? I mean, how else would I have met you? Correct. And other than this. And I just think that's such an amazing
1: yeah, and everybody relates to somebody different, so we need everybody out there. You know, you get To me, there's no competition in the personal development space. We just more need more positivity. Just turn on the news; it's insane. So we need more shows like yours. We need more shows like mine. We just need everybody out there. Not saying, uh, and I think we have to be cautionary because you know people are listening. Going, well, I want to do it and make money. They're, they're, you know it's not that easy some people look at my business and go well JB just does a podcast every day i didn't make money for a long time four years probably so i just i want to throw that caveat out there we need it but don't do it because you you think it's going to be the freedom thing and quit when it isn't
0: yeah yeah cuz you're then almost you're looking for the exit before you even start
1: exactly i do it every day it's my passion you know and and i'm not going to quit whether you know this is what it is
0: Cool. Brilliant. Okay. So what is your favorite personal development book and why?
1: You know, I've got so many. I mean, I, I, <laughs> you can see I'll just flip my camera around because Okay. we put that together uh, uh, this year, but I have a lot. And I think the ones that have impacted me the most, I'll tell you, uh, which is more of a spiritual book. The Power of Now had a big impact on me uh, when I was in corporate. I think it's what opened me up to um, really start to allow things to happen for me. And another one that I think is really good is the surrender experiment um, by Michael Singer, uh, learning to surrender a little bit more uh, to life. And, and I would be remiss without bringing Tony in and, you know, Awaken the Giant Within because my early influences were so big by him. And then uh, my other one was Zig Ziglar See at the Top. I mean, I, that was the first personal development book I ever owned. So I apologize. I'm giving you a bunch. No, no, apps. that's
0: cool. Yeah, absolutely. They've,
1: they've been so influential on me and it's what driv- drove me to this point. And I mean, I could just keep going down the list, but those are some of the big ones for me. Yeah,
0: no, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So question number three is what is your favorite app?
1: My favorite app as yeah. far as on the computer or just like, you know, my iPhone stuff. I, I let's use.
0: say iPhone for the, go for the smart one.
1: Um, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm trying to think what would my favorite app be. And I'm a dork. Like I'm a nerd. I like, my stuff. I am such a nerd. But if I had to pick an app, what am I on all the time? You know, I honestly would have to say Facebook. And I know that's kind of cheesy, but I love to connect with with people. And it really gives me an opportunity to connect with everybody. I know you're probably looking for something, proto, you know, a product. No, I mean, to
0: be honest, you're a people person. So therefore, it's likely to be a social a yeah, social. I'm not thing. a big
1: Facebook fan, which is crazy. I think that they're controlling and there's a lot. But but if I had to say, where do I live? It's on there. And I do like the What's Up app because I have a lot of international family and friends. And they've done a pretty really good job with that, being able to connect. As far as productivity, I've, I've swung back to Evernote, and I use an iPad Pro and a pencil, and I keep a lot of my coaching client notes and stuff in security. Yeah, so I use the iPad Pro and the pencil for a lot of things now. I think they've done a genius job. As a guy that's a paper guy, um, I like I was using Notability for a while, but I've kind of swung back to Evernote.
0: Okay, brilliant, excellent. Okay, question number four is: What's your biggest business mistake, and what did it teach you?
1: My big, and this is a great one: uh, communication. Um, the communication channels, you know, I've learned, you know, I've been very fortunate to be in Jeff Walker's mastermind, who was in launch and I was in his upper one. And, you know, it's like 40000 a year. And I was able to be in that for a couple of years and meet some great marketers. And it's funny because every time I add, try to do marketing, my business goes the opposite direction. I'm a horrible marketer. But there is, you know, for me, it's always struggling to find the proper communication channels. And that's our goal this year. I have just blown it in so many ways and really, um, how can I say it? Making sure that it's not salesy, but actually connecting with people and doing the right type of communication. Uh, if I would, you know, challenge anybody that's listening or watching, is to to you know try to really be real and authentic in your communication and build real channels. And and I know that's difficult, but that's been my biggest mistake.
0: It's one of the things I love about Jeff Walker and Stu McLaren is the way that they're able to communicate to the people and not yeah. the the further level. It's just a very great way
1: 100%. Stu is a good friend of mine too. Jeff and Stu are both friends of mine and they're just they're just so authentic in what they do and that's what I think why they're successful because when they send an email it's not it's salesy but it's not and they're no. genius. I know. Yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. good people. Yeah, yeah, You know, I think that's the other thing. Stu and both of them are great. I mean, they're good people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Question number 5 is what are the challenges for you in balancing life and work and how do you manage them?
1: I, you know, I don't have that issue because, and and let me tell you why, because I teach in my Wealth 101 course, the idea of a nut balance and creating residual and passive income to cover that. So my idea is to keep your nut balance as low as possible so that you can create residual streams that will give you freedom because I told you earlier, that's my thing, freedom. So I keep my expenses very low. I mean, I got a beautiful home in South Florida. Like I mentioned, we got a place in Columbia. We own a couple businesses now, Uh, but we keep our expenses very low so that my, residual and passive income can cover that. So I don't have to worry about being in front of the computer. I can do my work from anywhere in the world. I'm a systems person. Uh, You know, I've got another computer that's my travel computer. I've got all the video, all that stuff so that I can do it wherever I'm at. And I can do whatever I want when I want. And that was my dream, right? And so if we could just get everybody to understand that nut balance and quit spending so much, keep yourself out of debt, build something residually and passively, and then you don't have to worry about the balance.
0: Yeah. I love that. Okay. Brilliant. Question number six is what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known starting out?
1: It's not as easy as everybody makes it seem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Praise that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, and again, all these marketers are my friends. I love them to death, but it's like, Hey, you just put a video out and you know, three videos and you know, a course, and everybody's going to buy it, you know? And Oh man, even me, you know, what am I, 12 years into this and I'm struggling. I got a retreat going on and we, you know, we're trying to figure out how to, it's just, it's just not as easy <laughs> yeah. as it seems. No, I think.
0: No, I know. I was speaking to a client of mine the other day and I was saying, you know, I've been doing this now for 10 years and I don't, I mean, I, I love what I do. So it's not work to that extent, but I don't remember a time when you pause, there's always something to do you know, 100%. and it's, it's that thing. You don't realize that until you stop there and go, wow. Okay. If it's not sort of a retreat, then it's something else. If it's not that it's something else. And you're always on the go to try and the, the,
1: the, Gary Chuck's hustle, right? You know, that's what it is. And in a sense, that's why I think when you're an entrepreneur, you got to be doing what you love because if you're not, then it becomes work. I mean, if you came with me and you hear me talk about balance, which we just talked about, I'm in my office sometimes 20 hours. I don't think it's work though. You know, I've built this studio which is just so much fun for me and I'm creating. I just got a new flowchart software. none of that's work, right? I mean, but it's but it is. Like if somebody that didn't like to do this, they'd be like, "Jamie, you're crazy. What are you talking? You're to, you're so out of balance. You don't even know what you're talking about." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
0: absolutely that makes sense. But
1: but I'm not. I mean, I just love it. And and I think entrepreneurs need to know that and and really you know, just recognize that it's a challenge. And one other thing, if I can, with entrepreneurs that I think is really important is it's not about you. Sometimes the market doesn't accept the best idea and it's insane. It's like, how can the market not accept that? We, we don't, you know, for years I built courses and I thought they're the best courses and I spent months on them and put it into the market and then nobody buy it. And I'd be so depressed. And now I've learned to sell before I build, but you, you can't trust the market. And I think that's a big issue. It's not about you. If your podcast doesn't work, or your course doesn't work, or the restaurant you open, sometimes the market just doesn't accept it, and we don't know why. It's weird.
0: No. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, normally I would ask about defining success, but I know it's fun for you. So we'll go, we'll go to the next one. Is um, do you have a morning routine that helps you get into that optimal state?
1: A huge morning routine person, you know, huge morning routine. So mine starts off with, you know, I get up, normally I'll drink a lemon water to clean out my system. And luckily I have a hundred pound dog and night, you know, a big lab that I take him out and we go for a walk. Now I'm a fitness freak and I never used to be, but I am now. I train with ex-Israeli commandos. And so I got to be okay. in a great, fitness. go
0: be fairly good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. We did a 30 hour just last week, 30 hours, no food, no sleep Friday from six to midnight on Saturday. It was just insane marching swimming in the middle of a lake about drowned with a pack on with 60 just insane so I gotta stay in shape but I'm not saying that you have to exercise in the morning I'm saying you have to move so I drink water and my blessing is I have to get out and take the dog so I take the dog for a 20-30 minute walk and that's where I do my personal development I listen to myself or I listen to Wayne Dyer or Tony, I'm always listening and the cool thing was with the new air buds all that um, I usually take my iPhone, but I do like the watch. I haven't figured out how to do audibles yet, but I can listen to music. But I'll listen to an audio book every morning. I come home and then I do my sacred six process that I was telling you about in the book. I really get everything organized before I do everything. I set up my day. I prioritize. And in that, I have my AM gratitude. I have a consistency section where I'm just keeping track of how many days I haven't drank, how many days I've meditated, how many days I've studied my Spanish. I set up my schedule, the priorities for the day. It takes me about 10 minutes. And then I'm ready to start my day. So I either go to the gym and work out or I'll go take a shower and get cleaned up. But that's how I start my day. And in there, I have a smoothie too. That I think it's really important. I, I drink a smoothie. And I do some of Tony stuff. If I'm at the gym, I'm, I'm in the hot and cold. You know, Tony jumps in the cold water every morning. So I do that too if I'm okay. at the gym.
0: Okay, right. Okay, brilliant. Okay, so we're now at the, um, the life lesson questions. This is basically things that I've learned through my through my illness and then getting my life back on track. Um, and what you do is pick a number between one and 50. And whatever number you land on that links to a lesson, it's fine for you to disagree with it, because it's a life lesson. Um, so pick a number.
1: It's really easy 22. That's my number. It's everywhere. 22 is on my golf balls on my, <laughs> <everywhere>. my
0: <locker. laughs> like a Jordan with 23. Okay. Um, so it's about journaling. It's One of the things I found really useful when I was getting better was to journal my successes so I could record them and review them to say, actually, the life isn't as bad as what it has been. Because what I used to do when I was ill is only see the crap. I'd only see the stuff that wasn't working. But also, I found it a really good processing of getting your thoughts out on paper and recording data and reviewing data as you go back and forth. Um, And I'm just wondering what you think.
1: And fantastic. I mean, that perfectly with me. I teach that. I mean, I, I, I say journal and write down the things that are positive every day. In fact, in my journal, if you look at my sacred six, the one we've created, I have three positive moments that you write at the end of the day. And, and then we review them because we do get caught up in the negative. And my job is to help people stay 51% positive and 49% negative instead of 51. So 100% with you. The journaling is one of the most powerful exercises. I'm a spiritual guy um so it's also very spiritual you can go back I've been journaling since uh, 1995 when I had a journal called success journal and in there my truck broke down and I wrote down I am f you, I can't say it okay and I wrote on the next page all those tapes that I had listened to all those years came through and said what would a winner do and it's in my journal and I still look back at that and I actually use that in some of my presentations so I'm a, I'm I'm glad I picked 22 because I think if if it's it's not so much about the old this is my diary and you yeah, know dear you
0: know, diary my life is crap blah blah, blah. yeah <laughs> yeah
1: you know, know. It's, it's about memories it's about things that are going on you know Peru beat New Zealand last night so I will write that down because it was so big for the Peruvians to you know get in the World Cup for those that are soccer fans so that's a memory that I want to cement I want to anchor that I want to see the emotion of those players. And call on that when I need it. So I'm anchoring stuff all the time. I call it anchoring. You know, most people anchor the negative, like 9 11. That's what they remember. Or when you got sick, right? You anchor that. No, let's anchor positive moments, your first kiss, you know, when you're out on a date and it was amazing. Anchor positive.
0: Yeah. And it was one of the, one of the, one of the le- first lessons I learned was that power of gratitude. Well, you know, if you can start focusing on the things you're grateful for, from going from clinical depression and changing that, it was realizing that you've got to go for those things that, you know, light the spark, not dull it, you know, not dull it down.
1: Well, and, and it's this, we're always trying to get more, right? So people lose this ability to be in this magnificent present, which, you know, Maslow, you know, experiences, talks about in his, his teachings that, you know, we need to connect to that moment because that's where we can have beauty. And there's beauty in every moment. And we start that off by understanding we have gratitude and we get out of that frontal lobe where we're just moving so fast. And, and that's where life is. What do they say? There's an old saying that, that life is being lived while you're making plans, you know? And sometimes that's a problem with personal development. We get so caught up in the goal setting that we forget to really enjoy this process that we're going through now. And I think someone like yourself that's had a health challenge, it's a blessing. And I hate, you know, no, I know it's mean one that of the best
0: way. things that's ever happened to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It wakes you up. Right. And what's sad is, you know, I've been very fortunate to be woken up and I don't know what did it, but what's sad is a lot of people are, are just zombies, you know, and they're not awake and it's sad because they're missing out on their life.
0: Yeah and and in fact that was the that was the defi- defining mission for me is one I don't want people to go through the crap I went through and two it became a mission is I need to help people find out what they want so they can pursue it rather than settle for mediocrity and be sick of the life and regret everything that they've done because I don't see the point in that but it's but it's actually to get to actually get them to that realization stage and that ambition and you know and, and motivation that goes okay this is what i'm going to go for and i'll do anything i can to to get to there. Go after them. yeah yeah and Absolutely. It's, it's just
1: tough with some people because they don't see it you know and they don't have the struggle and sometimes the struggle is what is needed to wake up and and it's really waking up that's yeah, what it, it is, is. You Absolutely. and you're like wow i'm here i'm in my life and and a lot of people don't wake up till they're 90 years old on their deathbed and they finally wake up and they go, where did it go? And and that's our job. And that's what we're yeah, doing. Absolutely.
0: Coaches. Absolutely. JB, it's been great having you on the show. Could you take a moment to share how people can find out more about you, where they can yeah, get hold of the sure. boot?
1: They can go over to morningcoach.com and we have a special page, I believe, set up. And I'll, I'll send you a link to that. I don't know if you should send out show notes. So you have that. But but obviously morningcoach.com is, is a great place to connect with me. I'm, you know, that's my baby. And what we do every day and and we're just i'm just putting good energy out there you know i think people need to support you they need to support us they need to support everybody that's trying to put a good mission out there a good good energy because we just need it in the world today so yep that's a best place
0: brilliant okay so what we'll do is we'll put the um the link on the show notes and that will have everything that is um is able for you to get more about what jb's doing where you can find him and everything else jb just the final thing is wishing you the greatest success and thank you so much for being um joining me on the show
1: you too brother and keep doing what you're doing you know it's all about the energy and you know everybody relates to somebody differently so we just got to keep doing what we're doing
0: thank you very much take care yourself
1: thank you thank you
0: So first of all, just let me say a massive thank you for joining me today. It's lovely to know that you're out there listening and it's great to have the emails that I get from you with suggestions about the show and what you think about the show. That's really nice. Really does help me make the show even better. If you'd like to find out more about me and the types of services I offer or my social media links, then please visit www.jeffnicholson.uk. You can also join us on the Facebook page, just search for Success IQ Podcast and that's a new page that we've put up that I'm trying to grow and develop. So you can tune in and find us on other stations such as Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio and of course iTunes and if you have the time it would be great if you could pop over there, leave a rating, leave a review because it really does help me grow the show and make the impact that I'm really looking for so just to say I hope you have a fantastic week I wish you the great success and I look forward to speaking to you next week take care